Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Star Lores Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Star Lores podcast. You are flying aboard the Millennial Falcon. This is Jordan. This is Christian. And we are joined by a very special guest today, um, coming from what I believe is our long lost sister podcast, uh, the Star Wars Legends Lounge with Aaron. How are you doing, Aaron? Pretty good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't heard of his show yet, uh, The Legends Lounge, Aaron, why don't you just explain to us uh, what your show is and what it's all about? So The Legends Lounge is just a show where for the longest time, I wanted to talk to people about the Star Wars Legends novels. And I wasn't really able to find many people to do that with. So I decided, you know what, I'll just record myself talking about them and anyone who wants to interact with me, send me an email, whatever they can. So uh, on my show, I read one of the novels every two weeks and then I talk maybe 10 minutes about the plot of the book. And then in the second half of the show, I talk about what parts of the book work for me what's parts of the book doesn't work for me and you know just go from there it started out extremely small you know it's still a pretty small podcast but i have gotten to interact with a bunch of people you know they send in their email questions i try to answer them i am not a star wars expert but i try to answer them as best i can they send in their funny little squadrons and i read them over the air they send in you know, just various things. And I, I just, it was a way for me to finally chat about these books that I grew up with. Um, I started reading Legends in 1992. I was 14 years old. So it's been a long, long time. And that, that, that's pretty much why I started the show and, and pretty much the format. That's awesome. Um what was like the first uh, Legends material or expanded universe material you ever read? So Christmas 1991, my parents bought me a Star Wars book. I did not know that there were Star Wars books. It was Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire. I didn't read it right away because to me, me, Star Wars was on the big screen or on television. I wore out the VHS tapes of the original trilogy. I had recorded the two Ewok um, television movies, and I wore those out. So it wasn't for like half a year. It was probably May, June, July, probably when school ended in the summer of 92 that I picked up my Christmas present, Heir of the Empire. And I read it, realized there was a sequel, found Dark Force Rising, and that's how my Legends journey began. Awesome. 
isn't that uh is that when was that book published i feel like that was close to its published date was it not it, it was it was published in 91 okay. it was published in 91 so yeah. it's still pretty new by the time you got a hold of it more yeah. or less like a, mm -hmm. a year or two old yeah 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 i remember i remember first i actually first listened to the audio books but I'm a little bit younger. Like I was, and when the book came out, I was like three or four years old. Um, but uh, I probably in the early 2000s, I we found the audiobooks at the library, and I I remember like staying up all night listening to them. But <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, okay, that's awesome. Um, okay, so that's kind of the the origin story. Um, Christian, did you have anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, just. Uh... You read a book every two weeks. You get through a full full length novel. Oh sure, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I, I basically do two things. I go to work during the day. I come home and I play with my dog. Other than that, I got plenty of time to read. Um, unless the Baltimore Orioles are on, then I'm watching an Orioles game. <laughs> but other than that, I got I got plenty of time to read. Okay. No, that's that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you do you audiobooks too, or like do you have a preference, or do you prefer like paper, book in hand? Yeah. So I am only a passenger today on the Millennial Falcon. I am a Gen Xer, um, born in '78. I have an extremely difficult time with audiobooks. I find my mind starts to wander after about five or 10 minutes, you know, if I'm doing the dishes or if I'm mowing the lawn or whatever, I, I have a hard time. And then I'll realize, oh, I, I, I don't know exactly where we're at. And I have to rewind, you know, five or 10 yeah. minutes. Um, and I have a hard time with eBooks. I just don't like reading on a screen. So I, I'm still an old fogey. I buy the books or I use my library card and go to the library to get the book. I, I like the feel of a book in my hand. I like the smell of a book. Um, but I will say with the canon novels nowadays, see one of the things with most of the legends novels is when they were out on audiobooks, most of them were abridged. So you weren't getting all of the book. You were only getting about a quarter of it. I mean, you were getting right. the main beats, but that's all you were getting. With the canon books, they're unabridged. So what I have done a few times is I'll have the book and listen to the audio book at the same time. So mm -hmm. it'll add some sound effects. It'll add some music. And, you know, it's almost like a dime store version of going to the theater. So yeah. I, I have done that a few times, yeah, but I, I can't do audiobooks by themselves. You have everything but the visual. No, that's yeah. that's that's cool. Yeah, you know um, me. I I still have like a I do still have a preference for paper books, but I do uh, I still do um, I alternate between audiobooks and I even I'll usually have a book going on my phone as well. So I'll I'll read it on a screen. But um, yeah, that's just me. That's the toughest for me. I'm in my mid forties now. If I try to read on a screen, my eyes start hurting after about five minutes. Uh, so, yeah. depending what you do for work, you could be staring at screens all day too. So, oh my lord, it'd be nice to have a break. I'm behind a computer all day. I yeah. got to sit there. Fair enough. I'm, yeah, I'm doing weird eye exercises to try to not, you know, lose <laughs> go cross-eyed. Yeah. yeah, keep from getting headaches and stuff. Yeah, so. fair enough. Um, um do you? Sorry, or, sorry go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Do you um, do you delve just judging by what you're saying there? Do you also delve into the canon stuff as well, just on the side, and it's not necessarily part of your show, or? So I don't really, I don't do any of the canon books on the show. I will talk about canon on the show if there's some similarity to the Legends book that I'm covering, or if one of the people who emails in has a question that pertains to canon, I'll answer it. I like both legends and canon. I like stories in both sides. I think both have some really great stories. I think both sides have some really big stinkers. You know, it it doesn't matter to me. I, I just like Star Wars. Uh, it doesn't matter to me if it's legends or canon. Uh, that brings me up kind of to my next one of my questions. Um, 
why did you choose to like as your show content why are you is there like just a purpose because you grew up with it that you're only doing legends or was there any other reason why you didn't want to do include canon so two reasons really one as i said before i just wanted to talk about these books that i grew up with that i loved growing up and two i hadn't finished all of them i mm. still haven't finished all of them it, to, to my knowledge right now i keep a spreadsheet on my computer to my knowledge right now have I, to, have, yeah. <laughs> I have six to go in legends that i haven't read one of them is the last book in the timeline crucible okay i've decided i'm not going to read it until the last episode of my show I'm going to make that the last episode. It's going to be the first time I read that book. I'm going to finish my show as I finish the Legends timeline of novels. I know there are some stories that take place after Crucible. There's plenty of fans out there of the legacy comics and stuff like that. They're not really my cup of tea. And I don't really do the comics on my show anyway. Mine's just about the novels. That's, that's kind of my little niche. So it's the last story in chronological order i it's one of the very few that i haven't read yet and i thought it'd be kind of neat to make that my last episode is me reading the final novel for the very first time that's kind of awesome yeah i think uh, christian had in the notes too he was wondering um uh, about if you'd kind of covered or read much of the comic books i guess you just answered that but on on top of that do you get into at all like the uh the young adult novels or the children's books at all or is it just exclusively like the main ones so it depends for okay. the most part it's the novels however some of the young adult or young reader books that kind of pertain to the timeline and are important to the story, I have read. Um, I covered the Young Jedi Knights series of 14 books. I covered the six Junior Jedi Knights. Um, I had a request from an emailer um, to cover the Young Reader series that is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Uh, what is that? The Jedi Apprentice, Apprentice. series? Yeah, yeah, Jedi Apprentice. Now, I've never read those. So I'm going to do it. I found them on eBay. They act, They came in about, I don't know, a month ago. Uh, I'm not going to do it this year. Maybe I'll put them on in 2025. But yeah, I, I, but I would say like I don't do some of the young reader books like uh, the Galaxy of Fear novels. You know, I or I shouldn't say novels, but the young reader books. I've read a couple of them, but they're not, they don't really pertain to the overall story. So, uh, it, but, but yes, it's mostly novels. I, I have read a number of the comics. I own a handful of the comics. My only issue with comics is I have a little bit of a disconnect in the words that I'm reading on the page and the art that is on the page. I'm not saying the art is bad. I think some of the art is fantastic. But sometimes when I'm reading what's in the little bubble or the tiny bit of exposition you get on the side of the page, in my mind, it doesn't match the visual that I'm seeing on the page. And that that's and if you're a comic reader you know this the comics can get pretty weird and sometimes it gets a little too weird for me sometimes what they do Definitely. in comics is a little too weird for me have you ever read any of the like uh some of those old alan moore star wars stories no uh, you're talking about uh some of like the original comic run yeah, yeah like, like early think, early i think like the late 80s, 70s marvel no yeah. i haven't um, yeah some, some of those seen some of them <laughs> but i have not read any of them I'm, i mean anyone who's familiar with alan moore like some of his 
he's a great he's has he has some real bangers you know uh but uh some of his star wars stories are, are pretty wild they, they don't feel totally like star wars you know and he's sure. kind of he's very eccentric so he ta- he takes it to like i don't know he's takes a lot of uh liberties I, yeah liberties tone yeah. tonal liberties uh, flavor liberties with this show. uh anyways okay one more quick question on that note um uh so like what is do you have a process in deciding what book you're going to read and review for the show? Are you just planning? It's sort of like a life project for you that you're going to cover all the uh, legends, novels, excluding some of the young reader ones. That is the goal. Um, So before the Jedi apprentice books came in, which I guess the set is 20, um, I had 176 books. Okay. So my goal was to cover those 176 books. I think so. If you take out the 14 young Jedi Knights and the six junior Jedi Knights, uh, so that was 156. So 156 novels, and then those 20 young reader, junior reader. Now I got an extra 20. So that's my goal. Uh, my goal is to cover those. I think. That'll run me through the end of like 2027. Nice. And I've had people ask me if I'm going to continue the podcast after that, if I'm going to dive into the canon novels. I haven't decided yet. Uh, I might, but. You could always do like a spinoff podcast or something. Sure. <laughs> but but I also want to find my niche. You know, there are so many Star Wars podcasts out there that. True. I don't just want to do a generalized podcast to where my voice gets lost. I mean, my podcast is small enough as it is. You know, I think we all know some of the bigger Star Wars podcasts out there. Some of them do a great job. Some of them I like more than others. But if I just, at the end of this project, if I just sort of spin off into just a generalized star Wars podcast. I I just, I think my voice will get lost, uh, in the, you know, ecosphere of podcasting. And and I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes it's nice to have like a clear vision and a clear start and ending. It's almost like that TV show that runs on forever and it loses its momentum or its feeling. It just, maybe they should have stopped it two or three seasons ago and ended on a high note. So, I didn't expect to do this as long as I did. I I only expected to do this six months tops and I figured I'd get tired of it, but I didn't. And I got some responses and I've met some people online and I've had some interesting interactions with people. And again, it's helping me get through all these books, including the ones that I've never read before. Yeah. It gives you a reason to, to go back and revisit them. So absolutely. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into this. Um, if someone is new to the legends material, where do you advise them to begin? So I've gotten this question a few times in email and usually before I answer on the show, I email the person back and ask, what is it in star Wars that you really are drawn to? Because whether it's legends or Canon, there are so many different things that could appeal to a person in star Wars, you know, in legends, we've got some stories that are very like if you have a spectrum of uh, science fiction to fantasy, you've got some all over the spectrum. You've got some stories that are hard sci-fi. You've got some stories that are, are getting close to like a Tolkien fantasy. You've got some horror stories. You've got some war stories. It, do you like a particular era are you a big old republic fan do you are you like me and your favorite era is the rebellion against the empire 
You know, I, I could live there all the time in those stories of, you know, the, the little band of rebels fighting against the Galactic Empire. Do you want to see how the story continues after Return of the Jedi? So that's what I ask. And then based upon what they answer, then I will give them some book suggestions. Um, you mentioned Heir to the Empire. That's a great place to start. It is. Timothy Zahn, 1991. Was it the first Legends book? No, it wasn't. But I have to give it credit for really jump-starting Star Wars publishing as a whole. Not just Legends. I mean, it continues today. Look at all the canon books that come out. All of this was jump-started in 1991 with Heir to the Empire. I'm not saying people have to start there. I'm just saying that's a great place to start. If you're an Old Republic fan, start with a Revan book or start with the Darth Bane trilogy. Those are great books to start with. If you really like uh, the X-Wing fighters, start with the Rogue Squadron story. Um, you can start in the prequels. There was a whole, if you're really into the Clone Wars, there was the whole Clone Wars publishing initiative in Legends. Um, stories that take place between Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So there's something out there for everyone. Um, and, and I just ask people what their preferences are. If you have a preference and you give it to me, I'll find you a book. Yeah, that's a, I think that's actually a great answer. I think like most people probably, like if you Googled it, it would probably just send you to Heir to the Empire. But I, I kind of like your, your, uh, your answer approach. a little, yeah, approach it. Because there, there isn't a rule that you have to start with Heir to the Empire. Um, and uh, yeah, on that note, like Heir to the Empire did sort of, it, it was more like a bigger project from what I've read in the, in the background of it, um, with, uh, Lucasfilm and stuff that they wanted to, they wanted to do all these offshoot books and make it like a cohesive universe. Uh, whereas there were like a few published, uh, publications prior to that, uh, like with the Lando and hand stories adventures or whatever. Um, and they kind of kind of weirdly got incorporated later into the expanded universe but yeah the the sort there i i guess it depends how you look at it but some people might say heir to the empire is sort of the genesis but you could also go back to the to the other books that came out in the 80s um but uh yeah i think that's a great answer like you know there's there's all sorts of eras that you don't necessarily need to have all the background or know all the other stories to jump into them, right? Like you can jump into, like you said, Bane, you can jump into Old Republic stuff. Uh, you can jump into Clone Wars stuff without having to necessarily have like all these prerequisite books read. <laughs> so Sure. So yeah. last season on the show in 2023, Five people joined me. I hadn't really had guests on the show, but five people joined me because I was going to read the new Jedi Order series, the 19 books, and they wanted to read them too. So I said, well, hey, look, if you guys are really serious and you want to read these, why don't you come on the show with me? You know, having multiple voices talk about these stories is going to be way more interesting to listeners than to just hear me drone on and on about what I like and what I don't like. So, like I said, I was on each episode, and then the five of them, they rotated as the series went along. Well, New Jedi Order takes place, you know, 25 years after the end of Return of the Jedi. A lot of things have happened in the galaxy, in this Legends timeline up to then. Well, three of the people that joined us had never read a Legends book before. So they were just hopping in right there. I thought it might be a little overwhelming for them, not knowing some of the stuff that took place before, you know, with the Solo twins, Anakin Solo, Mara Jade, all this stuff. But no, they loved it. Um, 
I gave them just a very rudimentary background of about five minutes. Here are the characters. These are where the characters are. And we just did it. And we did it over 19 episodes. And everyone had a great time. So you, you really can jump in anywhere. I completely understand the people who look at something like Legends and it's just overwhelming. Yeah. But if you just ask a couple of questions, you can jump in anywhere. For sure. Yeah, it's true. Um. I, one question I wanted to ask is if Disney decided to publish new legend stories, like pick up from, um, uh, what was that last book you said? Crucible. Crucible? Yeah. Crucible. Yeah. Um, uh, would you read it? And another question sort of on top of that is, should they do that or should they not do that? Well, I'll answer the second one first. Uh, no, they shouldn't, uh, because it would mess everyone up. You know, I, I think it would just cause too much of a headache for both Legends fans and canon fans. I, th I, think, I think you just get a lot of people complaining. You know, you'd have a handful of people saying, oh, this is great, but you have a lot more people complaining about well, it. You don't think there's Can, enough complaining? Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly. a Star Wars Part fandom. Of the course. <laughs> sure. But, um, but, would I read it? Sure, I'd read it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think there are some of the Disney canon books have a Legends feel. I, I think this new High Republic series has a very Legends feel. Um, there's a novel, if anyone has watched the Visions animated shorts, um, the very first one um, in season one with the Ronin, uh, the very... Japanese inspired black and white uh, visions short. They made a novel off of that. It does not fit in any timeline anywhere. It has an extremely legends feel. So if they did it, sure, I'd read it. But uh, I, I, I think they probably shouldn't do it. I do wonder because yeah. I, I have looked. Um... I just, I was kind of looking at some of the stats of, yeah, you know, the Legends books still sell pretty decently, you know, absolutely com compared to the newer canon stuff. Uh, even with all like the marketing behind the, the new stuff that like they still, and, you know, Disney's still making money off those Legends books yeah. uh, by re sort of republishing them. So I was, I, I, I know there's sort of been a lot of maybe a hopium from a lot of fans. Uh, you know, to have a some sort of multiverse where you incorporate the Legends universe in with the new Disney canon, canon. and yeah. yeah, and like a Marvel multiverse kind of situation where you can kind of pick and choose, and yeah. then theoretically Disney would be publishing under all the banners, right? Just depending on what you like. But like you said, so, Jordan, I think that's a <laughs> hopium. Yeah, uh, but uh, Aaron, back to you. Yay or nay on a multiverse? <laughs> Uh, I think I said it before, sometimes comic books get a little too weird for me and a multiverse is a little too weird for me. Uh, maybe that's why I've never gotten into Marvel comics or DC comics. Um, it's, it is just a little weird to me. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the Star Wars universe is so big. They can just make stories that, you know, people who have never been influenced or interacted with anyone in the Skywalker saga. Just give me those stories, you know, where, you know, the stuff that we see in the films have absolutely no influence on what these people are doing over in this part of the galaxy. So that, that that's, that's for me, you know, just give me all the stories in the galaxy far, far away. 100%. Just okay. kind of a sorry, just yeah. before. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I just judging by what you were saying there, Aaron, um, do you typically keep up with all the other Star Wars media, like the TV shows and all that stuff coming out and movies or so yes. Um I, I'm just a Star Wars fan. I 
consume almost everything um, except really some of the comics. And the, the only thing I've never really been, even as a little kid, I've just never been into video games. So I, I never really got into the older video games. I never got in, I, and I don't really get into the new video games. Um, I know everyone seems to like uh, certain video games. And if I have a question about what happens in them, I'll either ask someone who's played it or I just go on Wikipedia and just read about what happens. Cause I, I don't know. I've just, I've never out, you know, I, I had Mario brothers. I played Mario brothers. I played Mario Kart, but uh, other than that, I was, I was never really into it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that's one of the beauties of star Wars is that they're like you're saying, there's a niche for everyone. Same thing with like Thailand timelines and factions, even how you consume Star Wars content. Maybe you just collect the Lego because you think it's cool. Maybe you just play the video games or you just read the books or you just watch the movies. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how, one of the however, nice things. Wh whatever medium you enjoy Star Wars is perfectly fine, you know? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I know Christian, you're, uh, this will kind of tag on to kind of our next section, but, um, when you're like determining whether a, a Star Wars book is good, how do you, how do you judge it? Do you judge it based on its like literary quality, how close it is to the lore, like to you, for you, what makes a good Star Wars book? Are you like trained in like literature like professionally no. or anything like no. that so uh very quick background on me i went to college as an engineering student uh the first higher level math i got to i said this is absolutely not for me i switched to a broadcast journalism student i did a handful of years as a radio news and sports reporter one day found that I only had $12, literally $12 in my bank account and said, I need to find a new job. And it just so happened that in my community, uh, the Air National Guard base was hiring full-time. Ever since then, I've worked on airplanes. I, I, I call myself the least mechanical mechanic in the Air Force. So, um, yeah, I... So, so when, when you ask how I judge something, I have no background in judging anything literary. What I usually do, however, is I try not to say something is good or bad. Because to me, that sounds like a statement of fact. And, and this is entertainment. It's what you like or what doesn't resonate with you. So that's kind of what I say. I say, I really like this or this part doesn't work for me. For me, it, as long as number one, the characters feel consistent with the characters that I grew up with on those VHS tapes. And what we see on the screen, generally, I will enjoy the story. Yes, there are certain plot points that don't work for me. You know, um, I think most people know in Legends, one thing that many authors struggled with is writing the character of Luke Skywalker post-Return of the Jedi. I kind of compared him to Super Mario. Uh, whenever Luke needed a power-up, he somehow would get a power-up and it would allow him to save the day. So there, there's a little bit of a power creep as the legend stories go along. You know, what can we... What, what antagonist can we 
inflict upon our heroes that will really cause them some trepidation. So that stuff I don't really like. Um, but in general, it's just if the characters feel like the characters that I grew up with, and in generally, I like fast-paced adventures more often than not. Um, that's not to say that some of the best stuff isn't the quiet stuff, but in general, if the story moves, you're going to keep my attention. Yeah, that's kind of like the, I know that's kind of like the films. I have read some Star Wars books where it's like they do a really good job capturing sort of the spirit of the characters as depicted in the movies, but the the story feels like way more of a crawl than than how it feels like in the movies, you know, with high high octane action and lots of adventure. You know, but um, I I totally feel that there. Uh, okay, so Aaron, let's get into our next and uh, I think probably final section here. We're gonna okay. do top top fives, top All five right. favorite, top five worst, least favorite. In your opinion, obviously, uh, this isn't uh, gospel truth here, uh, but uh, let's first, let's go into the top five that you would recommend people stay away from. The top five Legends book. Doesn't have to be in order. You can put them in order if you want, but uh, sure, just any five. So uh, for folks who have listened to my show before, you know that I do not like to rank things, uh, but I, I, I'll put stuff, <laughs> Sorry about I'll, that. Put stuff <laughs> I'll put stuff like on tiers, sure. you know, because personally, I think even with myself, opinions change. They can change over time. You know, the things that I enjoyed first reading these books in the early nineties aren't the same things that I enjoy nowadays. So, um, but so I, I wrote these down. Five stories and legends that I am not a fan of. Um, and, and I'm gonna I, I do have one that I really don't like, my least favorite story. And that's good. That, I'll save that for last. But uh so the Jedi Academy trilogy, specifically the final book, Champions of the Force by Kevin J. Anderson. Not a fan of that book. I never I wasn't a fan of that book when it came out in the early nineties. Another, I'm sorry. sorry um, Mr. Kevin Anderson, he wrote, did he write quite a few Star Wars books? He did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's one of just his writing style does not resonate with me. He, he uh, of the legends authors, he's one of the, the way he writes is, is something that I don't like. So I do have a second Kevin J. Anderson book on here. I'm sorry, Mr. Anderson. Dark Saber. Never liked that book. Okay. Never liked it. Why is that? Again, a little too weird. Um, the the characters to me just don't feel like Han, Luke, and Leia. Uh, I, I I don't the whole hut building a Death Star turbo laser in an asteroid field, but there's no quality control and it's been built terribly. You know, it's going to explode before he even fires it. Um, yeah, that it, it, it almost didn't seem like there were any stakes in that book to me either. So, um, okay, that's two. give us, give us your next one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a fan of the entire darkness trilogy. So I'll just give you the first book, the joiner King by Troy Denning. Um, that book, in my opinion, is much more on the hard sci-fi range. Um, in general, I don't like Star Wars when it gets way hard sci-fi. Uh, there are certain books, and this is one of them, that feel a little more Star Trek to me than they do Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, the Joiner King, but but really the whole series, the Darkness trilogy, or as I like to call them, the Bug books. Yeah, I don't I don't like the Bug books. I, I really um, like your uh, sorry. Another to one. Go ahead. I really like your uh, your Star Trek comparison because I think that is <laughs> that hits the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say, 
it, it's not one of the books on this list. There is a book that feels a lot more Star Trek and it's more sci-fi than most that while it's not one of my favorites aspects of the book, I do like um, the truce of Bakura. There are aspects of that book that I do like. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say it's one of my favorites because it's not to me. It's just an average book, but I do think it does some sci-fi elements for Star Wars really well. Uh, so anyway, so the fourth one, and this one is a little tough for me because it's by Matthew Stover. He's one of my favorite authors in Legends, but everyone's got a stinker in them. <laughs> and to me, Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor is just... It's it's a book that you can just completely skip. Uh, we, we don't even know if the story that the people in the book don't even know if the story actually happens. So it, okay. it's just kind of weird. Um, I, I understand what Stover was trying to do. I've read interviews with him. He was trying to bring back the feeling of the old Han Solo adventures from 79, 80. Um, because if you ask people a little older than me, you know, Star Wars fans that are in their mid fifties into the early sixties, a lot of them, their favorite Star Wars books are those three Han Solo adventures, specifically the first one, Han Solo at Star's End. They love those stories by Brian Daly. Um, but this one, Luke Skywalker at the shadow and the shadows of Mindor. I'm, I'm sorry, Matthew Stover. I love you. It's a stinker. I, I, I do not, enjoy that book. And then finally, my least favorite story in legends that I've read so far, I still have six to go. Not a novel. It is a comic series. I really, really, really do not like the dark empire series by Tom Beach. Oh, really? I, I, <laughs> I can't stand that. Now, that I, I own it. I, I've read it numerous times. I see because I said opinions change over time. You know, I've tried reading it, you know, three or four times and I've done it, you know, like every maybe six or seven years, I'll read it. And it's still, it's still just not the, the Luke Skywalker specifically in that book. And I know I've read interviews with Veach where Veach talks about one of the things he used for that book was one of Lucas's early ideas for Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi, where Lucas considered having Luke turn to the dark side and then continuing with episodes seven, eight, and nine himself. However, the way Veach does it, in my opinion, goes against some of the things that Lucas has said about the Force. So, as I've always, as I say on my show, whether I like it or not, Lucas gets to make the rules. He made the universe. He gets to make the rules. So if you, you, you can do whatever you want in Star Wars, but as long as you don't break certain rules, then, then, yep. then if you break the rules, uh, I'm probably not going to like it. Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I remember reading that series probably when I was 12 or 13, and mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was awesome. And then <laughs> I, I, I read it again a couple years ago, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't quite hit the same. I still I still thought it was like pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I have also read online. There's a lot of uh, there is a lot of polarization with that. With sure, that it's it's yeah. like a lot of things in Star Wars. You either yeah. really like it or you don't. And I've yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who really like it. There's people that I work with. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that really like it. And I've let them borrow the comics. They'll read it now. Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> hey, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me if you like something or you don't like something, I prefer you to like it. But if you don't, that's, that's perfectly fine. Fair enough. Okay. Should we get into uh, your top five recommendations? The ones that you thought were excellent, great, and everyone should read these books. Sure. And I did something extra. So after <laughs> we talk about these, I also got, you know, just a couple kind of hidden gems. You know, Ooh. books that people don't ever talk about that I think are pretty good. So, first off, I think the, in my opinion, the best Star Wars book that 
has ever been written is Matthew Stover's film adaptation of Revenge of the Sith. If the movie was like the book, I would like the movie a lot more than what I do. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm not a fan of the prequel films. There's elements of them that I like. Overall, not a big fan. Love that book. So I took that one out, though, because it's a film adaptation. So here we go. Five of them. You've mentioned it already. Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn. It, it's a very good book. Sometimes Zahn delves, he skirts that line of hard sci-fi for me. He's more of a sci-fi writer than he is a fantasy writer. But can't deny how important that book is. Can't deny how like fast-paced of an adventure it is. Again, he's not the greatest writer of Luke Skywalker, but I give him a pass on that because the story is just really fun, in my opinion. Two, Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. Now, that one is a slower book. But if you want to talk about someone who nails a character, I would say that John Jackson Miller nails Kenobi in that book. For, for people who have not read it, it takes place weeks after the end of Revenge of the Sith, weeks after Order 66 right after Kenobi gets to Tatooine and drops baby Luke off with the Larses. It's very introspective. It's very slow. Kenobi questioning himself, questioning the Jedi Order, questioning what his role is from now on. Again, I, I'm not sure anyone nails a character better than what John Jackson Miller does with Obi-Wan Kenobi in that story. Howard, how do you think it, I don't know if you've watched the Kenobi TV series. How do you think, uh, would you recommend this story over the, their interpretation of, uh, Kenobi post order 66? So I will say this. I really liked the first episode. And there are parts of the second and third episode that I really liked for me, that story the last three episodes aren't as aren't as fun for me. You know, there's stuff in those last three episodes that, for whatever reason, don't resonate with me. I did see John Jackson Miller said he liked the miniseries and, and the fact that it takes place ten years after Revenge of the Sith. He says everything in his book would still fit in that timeline other than the epilogue in the epilogue. I, I'm not really spoiling it for anyone in the epilogue of the Kenobi book. Kenobi realizes that Vader is Anakin. So that would be the only change from anything in that book as to, you know, the TV show where he didn't know that Anakin was still alive going into that. But uh, again, I like star Wars. I like. There are things in everything that I've seen or read that I like, and there are things that I don't. I, I would say this book, though, in my opinion, is better. I enjoyed it more than that. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to put that on my list. Um, I I had very mixed feelings about the Kenobi show. Uh, I, I did always feel like it was kind of a missed opportunity, but uh, I'll definitely have to read that book. Okay, let's keep this ball rolling. Let's, sorry, Christian, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I, I just... A little factoid here. I'm just kind of following along and looking stuff up. It looks like both uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, Deborah Chow, who uh, was a showrunner for Kenobi, did they both read the book and it it influenced their work to what degree? I mean, uh, she says that it, it influenced the tone rather than the story content, obviously, but it seems to have still like the echo in the in the Disney version. So I, I can definitely see how in the first three episodes it echoed the tone because for those who watch that show, like I said, Kenobi's kind of a lost soul at that point. He's questioning, like I said, he's questioning what the Jedi order was when it fell. He's questioning his role in the universe now. And that's a lot of what that book was. 
So I, I do see the tonal similar similarities there. All right. So one of my favorite stories in Star Wars, be it Legends or Canon, is the New Jedi Order series. And I think the best book, well, I just went against my own rule. My favorite book <laughs> in that series is one of Matthew Stover's. It's Traitor. I, it, I, it's a story of Jason Solo in captivity and him trying to figure out how to survive the torture and the mind games and this hopeless feeling being caught by the Yuzhan Vong. And uh, it, I think it's my favorite story in the New Jedi Order series. So we had talked before, if you like the old Republic, some of the really fun books there are the Darth Bane trilogy, the old Republic, not one of my favorite eras, but I do really like the three Darth Bane books. My favorite of the three is the second one rule of two by Drew Carpetian. Um, you know, uh, the first one path of destruction is a really good entry point it's it's pro it is probably the fastest moving of the three books in general that's what i like um but i don't know i i just it's in rule of two it's right after bane establishes the rule of two and takes on his apprentice darth zana and i just kind of really like the head games they're playing with each other so yeah. that, that's yeah, my favorite I of the series I, I think uh, I think the Bane series is probably one of the most popular Legends books. Uh, Extremely popular. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones that has sold a lot. I think I think it was one of the New York Times bestsellers list and all that stuff. So, okay, is that four? Are we on to number five? That, that is four. <laughs> okay. Um, also, speaking specifically of Darth Bane, Rule of Two. Yeah. There, you had spoken earlier of how Disney is republishing some of the legend stories in their essential legends collection. Yeah. They have republished the Darth Bane trilogy. No book has gotten a better upgrade in cover art between legends and canon than Darth Bane rule of two. One of by far the ugliest. That nineties, uh, that nineties cover art. Is. <laughs> oh, it is by far one of the ugliest covers in legends. And now I haven't bought it yet. I see it on the shelves all the time. Um, I haven't bought any of the Essential Legends collections yet. I, I assume I will at some point. But man, the cover art they got for the Essential Legends collection is almost like a work of art. It is tremendous. So, anywho. Finally, uh, for, for those prequel fans, for those Clone Wars fans, uh, the Republic Commando series is a very fun series. My favorite is the first book in the series, Republic Commando, Hard Contact. Uh, it's a story of a clone commando squad, Omega Squad, uh, with Sergeant Niner, Fi, Aten, and Darman, and the Jedi Padawan commander that leads them, Attain. Uh, so it, it, it's, you, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars animated show, you can read these stories and in your head, you can see like a four episode arc in the Clone Wars animation. Uh, at least that's what happens to me when, when I'm, when I'm reading them. So, uh, yeah, I really like the whole series. One of the books I have not read yet is the final one, the fifth one, Imperial Commando. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that should be coming up here in about uh, two and a half months. That'll be the first time I read that one. But I have read all the other uh, Republic Commando books in, in series. So, I'm so glad you mentioned those ones because I'm a huge uh, fan of the game and the books too. Uh, just Clone Troopers in general. So it really got me into the books. And I, I was going to pick your brain if you didn't mention them, what your yeah. opinion was. Yeah. So, so like, like I said, uh, I, I, know, I know I'm you know, bending your ear here, but uh, I did pick out one or two books that I think are kind of hidden gems that, you know, people may never have heard of, um, are often overlooked in Legends, 
but in my opinion, are things to check out. Um, first off, just from a historical point of view, I am not saying this book is something special because I don't think it's something special. But just from a historical point of view, Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster, printed or published in 1978. If folks know um, the production for the original Star Wars, Lucas was having nervous breakdowns. He was convinced it was going to fail. You know, he had no idea that he was starting a franchise at that point. And that's why sometimes I think people have to watch the original movie slightly differently from the rest of them, because that first movie, if you look at it, it is really just one story. Like if, like if there was no saga after that, that's yeah, it. It could stand you know, by that, itself. Exactly. Uh, and that's why, you know, continuity wise stuff gets a little weird uh, sometimes when you look back with the original book. Or with the original movie, excuse me. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I actually read uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye a couple of years back, and uh, yeah. I it was quite enjoyable actually. I thought it was sure. a fun little read. Uh, I do. It I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's a, kind of a hidden gem. Yeah, uh, and people just have to realize it was published in 1978. At that time, Luke Lucas didn't know that Luke, he was going to make Luke and Leia brother and sister. Um, he yep. told Alan Dean Foster to make a very small story just in case I get to make a second movie. So there is no Han. There is no Chewie. The whole story takes place like in five scenes on a swamp planet. Um, <laughs> but as you said, it, it's, it's not a great story, but it is fun. And from a historical point of view, I, I think it is important to the story of Star Wars. So I would suggest people at least give that a read once. Uh, another one. So some of you may be big fans of Shadows of the Empire. Uh, it came out in 1996. It was the Definitely. first time Lucasfilm really tried a multi, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, endeavor you know they tried it was a video game it was a book it was a comic series there toys. were toys yeah it was a whole multimedia project um i was 18 when it came out i remember the polarization of that story back when it came out there were plenty of people who really liked it and there were plenty of people who had issues with it I think for the most part, in my opinion, the story is just fine. It's nothing great. It's nothing bad. But it introduced us to Dash Rendar. There's another Legends book that has Dash Rendar that I like a lot more than Shadows of the Empire. And it's, it's just a different story. It's called Shadow Games by Michael Reeves and Maya Catherine Bonoff. It's the story of Dash Rendar being hired to do security for an intergalactic pop star. <laughs> and it's, in my opinion, awesome. it's just a really fun book. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's just a really fun story. Yeah. That's, that's kind of hilarious. Uh, I love it when Star Wars goes kind of off the beaten path a little bit, like <laughs> with stuff <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Aaron, he gave us five and a, and a, a few bonus ones too there. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Aaron, thanks so much for coming on. Tell people where they can find you and where they can find your podcast, social medias, all that good stuff. So Star Wars Legends Lounge, as you said, uh, feel free to email me, swlegendslounge at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at legendslounge1. I made a New Year's resolution to try an Instagram. I haven't gotten up to that yet, but I will try it. Uh, I don't know when that will be, but I hope to do it within the next month. But uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. SWLegendsLounge at gmail.com or at LegendsLounge1 on Twitter. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully we can do some more some more of these kind of conversations. Um, yeah. 
Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Cool. All right. Christian, any, any final closing statements? <laughs> Where in the galaxy can we drop you off, Aaron? We're <laughs> flying around in our ship here. Uh, you can drop me off in Martinsburg, West Virginia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Peace.